Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann, and I record this podcast to invest in the move of God that's happening in our five-state region of South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. And um, I feel so much excitement over what I see the Lord doing uh, in, in terms of revival and the harvest coming in in the United States of America right now. And I'm going to get into this in, in future podcasts probably, but um, talk more about it. But man, in the cities, like in the most, uh, in Chicago and Seattle and Portland, Oregon, Minneapolis, I mean, right? It, it, um, there's just a movement of God where um, people are going into these cities where riots are happening and they're worshiping Jesus and proclaiming the gospel like in the streets of these cities and people are getting saved. There's racial reconciliation happening and their people are getting healed and delivered from demons. They're baptizing people in cow tanks right on the streets. I saw a video the other day where literally they had a cow tank in the back of a pickup truck filled with water and they were just baptizing people. Uh, this was in Chicago. And I'm just like, man, this is happening. And there's people rejoicing in the streets. And it's like, we have these like two movements, it seems like that are happening in the United States of America right now. There's a demonic movement that's happening. That's just stirring up anger and rage and it's it's like the the response to injustice is stirring up anger and rage and bitterness and it's a violent reaction and there's demonic powers that are behind that that movement but at the same time there's a movement of the holy spirit that's responding to the sin and the injustice by proclaiming the gospel and calling people to repentance and proclaiming the, the you know forgiveness and and reconciliation and mercy and the good news of the kingdom of God and 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 I just see these movements uh happening in our nation right now and to be honest with you, I am rejoicing. I am seeing things just by watching videos of baptisms that are happening in the streets, uh, revivals, like major moves of God, like that I would go to uh, Brownsville, uh, you know, when that was happening back in the late nineties, Brownsville assembly of God, I went there many times and, and I was seeing things that on the streets of cities happening, people getting saved, baptized, the spirit coming on people in power that I would see in these revivals. Only now they're not happening in a church building. They're happening, happening openly in the streets, in the, in the city I live, we are seeing an openness among the lost to Jesus, a desire to know him. We're seeing people get saved. Like, um, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a time I've been evangelizing diligently sharing the gospel. Like, for decades now, and I've I've never seen the harvest this ripe. We're leading more people to Jesus, baptizing more people than probably I've ever seen. And it's not just me. It's just like it's those who are coming to the Lord are leading people to the Lord and baptizing them. Um, it's just it's so exciting. I'm so thankful. So anyway. I just wanted to, that's just burning in my heart right now. And even though that is not even the subject of this podcast, the, the subject of this podcast is I'm going to, I'm continuing the end times for beginners course. And, um, I got two more sessions in that, that I'm going to play on this podcast and the next one. 
And uh, I'm excited to get into that. So we'll just get straight into it right after this word from our sponsor. Hey guys, welcome to session 29 of the End Times for Beginners course. And this is a series of short videos designed to give a basic understanding of what the Bible teaches concerning the return of Jesus, the events that lead up to his return, and then the events that the Bible says follow his return. So in this session, we are going to begin looking at the last two chapters of the Bible. And uh, I'm going to do this in two sessions. Uh, I'm going to and I'm going to do the first part of it in this session and then I'll I'll complete it in this in the session after this. But in this last two chapters of the Bible, they detail it the completion of God's eternal plan for people and the earth. And if you remember from session one of this course, long, long time ago, uh, we learned that God's ultimate dream, his master plan for people and the earth, is God wants to live on the earth with his people forever. This is God's ultimate plan, and he started it at creation in Genesis 1 and 2. Then the fall happened in Genesis 3, where people joined Satan in his rebellion against God. But God didn't give up on his original dream. God wasn't like, ah, forget it. Now I can't live on the earth because it's filled with sin. And I gave authority over the earth to people and they've submitted to Satan. So forget it. I'll just burn them all up and burn up the earth, scrap the whole plan and just, ah, that was a bad idea. Never do that again. No, God didn't do that. God didn't give up on his original dream. He immediately began to enact his restoration plan, which was preordained. He knew this would happen, and he already had a plan in place to redeem fallen human beings from the rebellion, to redeem the earth from, from the effects of sin, and to complete his original plan to live on earth with his righteous people forever. And so throughout the rest of the, in Genesis 3, God began, after the fall, he immediately begins to to implement his redemption plan. And we see it unrolled, him unveiling his redemption plan, you know, step by step, methodically throughout the rest of the Bible. We can read about God's redemption plan, his restoration plan for human beings and the earth unfolding. And in gen- in the final two chapters of the Bible, we see that all sin is removed from the planet. God has a multitude of of righteous people who are filling the earth, uh, governing it like he intended, according to his will, as one big happy family with God as their father, and God himself is living on the earth with his people, and the whole earth is filled with his glory, and it will go on forever and ever and ever. So in these final two chapters of the Bible, we see God's initial plan and his redemption plan brought to a completion. And it's a beautiful picture. So let's just get straight into, I want to read Revelation 21, the first eight verses. And then in the next session, I'll read the rest of Revelation 21 and a little bit of Revelation 22. It says in Revelation 21, verse one, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone. So let me just uh, talk about what that means. And it's going to get into it in in verse 4 here. And just a few verses later, he's going to describe what he means by a new heaven and a new earth. There are some who believe that the new heaven and the new earth is uh, literally an entirely new planet. Like God's going to incinerate the current planet earth like just it's not going to exist just completely incinerate it somehow and then he's going to create a whole new planet 
and start over again. I don't believe that's what the Bible means. I believe when he's talking about a new heaven and a new earth, he's talking about uh, the old heavens and the old earth, the old order of things where it was under the curse of sin is removed and the new heavens and the new earth is the redeemed, fully restored heavens and earth without any sin, without any rebellion. It's no longer under a curse and it's blessed. And we can see this in verse four because he goes into describing what he means by the new heaven and the new earth. And he's like, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. In other words, like the curse, all the things under the old order of earth of sin and the curse are removed forever. And a new order of things, the new heavens and the new earth, the kingdom of God fully established is blessed and there is no curse. So I think that's what he's talking about. Now in verse two, and he says, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, listen to this, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a shout from the throne saying, look, now here, this is God's dream coming to completion. Listen to this. Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. Where? On the earth, the new heavens, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem comes down to the earth. So he says he will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them because this is the fulfillment of God's ultimate dream that he had in his heart when he even started creating the earth and creating people is he wanted to live on the earth with his righteous people forever and ever. Then it says in verse four, again, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And verse five says, and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. Again, the new heavens and the new earth. He's like, I'm making everything like new again. It's not gonna be like it was under the curse and with sin. It's everything's righteous and everything is blessed. I'm making everything new again. That's what he means. He says, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down. I love this statement. For what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I, this is a power statement. I love it. Like he makes this crazy declaration about I'm removing the curse. I'm, sin is going to be removed. I, I'm a new heavens and new earth. I'm coming to live with my people. The new Jerusalem's descending to the earth out of heaven. I'm going to live with my people on the earth forever. There'll be no more curse and no more sin, only blessing. So he makes this statement that seems like if you are living in this world today and you look at the history of human beings, it's like, how can these promises be? Like that would be a, take a miracle and it will take a miracle, but nothing is impossible with God. He's the God of miracles. He is going to do this epic thing that he just stated he's going to do. And just to confirm, he's like, guys, I'm not just making this up. I'm not just like telling a story to make you feel good. I am telling you what I always intended to do. I am going to finish. I am going to bring it to completion. And that's what he says when in verse six, he just, God himself is is talking and he makes this statement he goes it is finished and he's talking about yes you know like the master plan 
that I dreamed of, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dreamed of together. We're going to create the earth. We're going to create human beings to live on it. We'll create them to be made in our own image so that they can relate to us. We'll give them authority over the earth. We'll create animals and trees and life and rivers and mountains and this beautiful planet to live on with our, with people forever as a big family. It's like this dream. He's like, it's finished. He started it in Genesis 1 and 2. And in Gen- in Revelation 21, he says, it's finished. It's brought to completion. This is an awesome thing. And then God says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I love this. It's like he refers to himself. He's like, guys, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. He's like, I'm the God who started this plan in Genesis 1 and 2 and is the same God who brings this plan to completion in Revelation 21 and 22. Guys, the biblical storyline, it begins in Eden and it ends in Eden. When everything is said and done and God's plan is brought to completion, God will live on this earth with his people forever. Now, the next two verses, now this is an awesome promise. This is guaranteed. Again, like I said in previous videos, there are many promises that God makes that are uh, conditional promises. In other words, they're contingent upon our faith our response of faith and obedience. You know, God may say like, hey, if you'll do this and this, then I will do this. But if we don't do our part, then we won't, then God won't do his part. But if we do our part, God will do his part. There's many promises like that, that God makes to us. But there are certain promises that God makes in the Bible, so emphatically clear, where he says, these are not conditional upon your response. He's like, I am going to do this and nothing and nobody and no devil will stop me. I have this in my heart. I'm going to live on the earth with my people forever with no sin, no curse. Everything's going to be blessed in righteousness. It's going to be awesome. It will go on forever. And I'm going to do this and nothing and nobody's going to stop me from doing it. And our, our response, it doesn't determine whether God does this or not. He's going to do it. Our response is very significant because it determines whether or not we get to participate in his kingdom or whether we're put with all the rebels in the lake of fire. And so we want to make sure that we respond in faith and obedience and and trust and follow Jesus so we get to be participate in his glorious kingdom that he's going to uh, 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 implement throughout all the nations of the earth. So next two verses, verses 7 and 8 in Revelation 21, make it clear that we have a choice to make. And he says in verse 7, first of all, there's the, the two options, the two eternal options that people have. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious, or to those who overcome, they will inherit all these blessings. What blessings? The blessings he just talked about. Living in the new Jerusalem, on the new in the new heavens, and the new earth. Living with God on this planet with no curse in a sinless environment forever. Like, all these blessings belong to those who overcome. Who overcome sin. And he says, and I will be their God. And they will be my children. And so the second option is in verse 8. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the, the immoral, speaking of sexual immorality, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Now, I talked about the lake of fire in the, the previous session uh, on, in this End Times for Beginners course on this playlist. 
And uh, so I want you to see the two options, those. Those who overcome, like the, the, the common care quality characteristic of all those who get to live in the kingdom of God and the new heavens and the new earth, who get to live and inherit all these blessings, is that they're overcomers. They're victorious over sin. They're victorious over Satan. Uh, they're victorious even over our own flesh. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb by the word of our testimony and loving not our lives to the death. All of those who get to live in the kingdom of God forever are overcomers. They've overcome sin through the grace of God that was made available to you uh, through Jesus the Messiah. And so uh, if we believe that this biblical promise is true of the new heavens and the new earth coming and God fulfilling his initial plan, then we must utilize the grace of God and persevere in faith and righteousness with the full assurance that our reward is certainly coming. Like, uh, it's going to be worth it. You know, Hebrews 11, I encourage you to read that chapter. You know, it's often referred to as the hall of faith and it just chronicles heroes of the faith uh their stories are told in the old testament scriptures and it just goes through hero of faith after hero in faith and it says they were looking forward to the day when they were looking for an eternal city and it's the new jerusalem described in this very passage revelation 21 it's like they lived by faith and they died by faith many of them had not yet received the full uh promises that God had said he would give them, but they died believing and obeying, looking forward to God fulfilling his promises. And the promise they were looking forward to was being in the kingdom of God on the earth, the new heavens and the new earth in righteousness. It was the hope of resurrection, of eternal life with God, uh, you know, in his kingdom on the earth forever. It's what they were dying, died looking forward to. They live by faith. And guys, we have that same faith. And this passage is so important. God gave it as a gift to his church saying, guys, I just want to give you a sneak peek of what the new Jerusalem is going to look like and what life on the new earth is going to be like. And I'm telling you, it's certainly going to come. Hang in there. Keep believing. Keep obeying. Resist temptation. Because sometimes it's hard. You know, we live for Jesus and we get persecuted. We preach the gospel, we get persecuted. We stand for righteousness and we get persecuted. Some are tortured. Some are lose their jobs. Many are um, made fun of and spoken against and slandered and false accusations come our way. And just because we love Jesus and hold to the standards of Scripture and obey his commands that are found in Scripture, it is often hard living for Jesus in this age. But the hope is this. Jesus is saying, I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it you are being you are overcoming sin and you will be with all the overcomers starting with the initial overcomer jesus christ god who became a man and lived a sinless life he overcame sin he overcame satan and then he died on the cross to pass his victory over sin and satan onto us who would believe and follow him so i want to end with this scripture hebrews 10 35 through 39 so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. It's the reward of his kingdom on the earth and you getting to be a part of it. Verse 36, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay that's the return of Jesus. 
and my righteous ones, we live by faith in the hope of this resurrection and the kingdom of God filling the earth. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away, God says. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved because we, again, because we believe and we persevere in faith and obedience to Jesus, knowing that our reward, our inheritance, life in the kingdom of God on this earth forever will surely come. So guys, in the next session, we're going to continue reading Revelation 21 and we're going to get into the details describing what the new Jerusalem will be like. And it's awesome. So Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five State Revival Podcast. I encourage you to uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then if you could just share this with other people uh, that you know would be interested in this, I'd really, really appreciate it and help us, uh, you know, get the word out there. Um, I also want to encourage you to go to my YouTube channel, which is also named Five State Revival. And you can actually watch uh, the video version of this uh, recording right there on my YouTube channel on the End Times for Beginners playlist. So thank you guys for listening. I look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode.